boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammerlock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Maybe we have a big surprise coming on episode 50 and maybe we don't. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to commit to anything. Today I turned 44 years old and I got to tell a funny story before we get started. I once dated a girl and she said, you're either the most inconsiderate prick I've ever dated or you suffer from the most incurable case of Peter Pan syndrome. So even though I'm 44 years old, I still act 24 years old and I have commitment issues and those commitment issues lead me to not being sure what we're going to do in episode 50 in two weeks. But we're on episode 48. We got a lot of great stuff to talk about and the return, you got your voice back. There's no more COVID. You screamed your lungs out oh at gosh. AEW. The Mecca Shane Madison is back in studio with us. Yep, I cleared him out of merch. That's why they ran out of merch. I bought everything. What, there. what was it? Four figures you dropped? No, I didn't buy any merch. <laughs> <laughs> and and the merch was terrible. And producer Chris is across the table. Hey, producer yeah. Chris said it was terrible merch too. But are you getting cold? Why are you wearing your winter jacket right now? It is cold in this studio. <laughs> it is. I, I keep it. I keep it cold yeah. for maximum productivity. You're only getting have, old, and you're getting cold. Yeah. Well, your I'm, circulation's bad. I'm also. I'm also on two hours. <laughs> Glasses of sleep. are crooked. Yeah, I'm on two hours of sleep. He looks a mess over. He here. looks rough. Yeah. What's well, my birthday? Please, <laughs> please. So, oh, sorry. You, you look great. I'm now in my mid forties. Happy. Bees D's. Thank you. Today. Happy Bees D's to the biggest stooge of them all. Um, before we go too deep, we're going to talk about something that happened over a week ago now. Oh, yeah, I miss I missed you guys last yeah. week. AEW, you heard us go back and forth yeah. and start shooting at each other. Did we? No. Oh, okay. I was going like, <laughs> to So now you and me can go back and forth. Sure. What were your observations? What did they do right? What did they do wrong? And and what do you think? Do well, you think I mean, Winnipeg's I, an AEW town or a WWE town? I think clearly uh, there's a lot of work they got to do, right? I mean, for people who thought like, hey, yeah, these guys are, I mean, for sure they're the number two, right? But WWE's got a 60-year head start on these guys. Absolutely. So they got a lot of work to do. Some of the production stuff. I mean, you know, actually the way I watched it back on television twice and I wanted to get a feel for being there live and also seeing how it translated onto television. I thought on TV it came across really well. Yeah. I thought the crowd was mic'd well. The ring sounded good. Um, and I guess... They had hired some guy, I can't remember his name, it's in my phone, but they hired some guy who'd help with the production. He's really up their game. Um, so that was well done, I thought. We talked about the merchandise, and again, I had some friends who drove up from Wisconsin. Whiplash. Green Bay, not well, Milwaukee. Yes, not Milwaukee, Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, he's been to like 10 AEW shows. He's been to All Out. He's been to like the CM Punk debut. He's been to all this stuff. So he told me, when you go to an AEW show, they always run out of merch all the time, every single time. Doesn't matter where you go. So he's like, you got to get there early and you got to get in line. So he got in line and he wanted some Canada AEW shirts and he was able to get a couple of those. But then again, everything was gone. I think by like, yeah. I don't know how quick it sold End of out. the first match. End of the first, yeah. Really? I, I sent Davidson a message. Crazy. End of the first match. All they had left was a... I think it was an acclaimed T-shirt, and they only had one size, and it was like medium. Producer Chris had twenty five hundred dollars. He was hoping to drop on shirts. That's he, uh, it's true. Yeah, he yeah. had to drop it on beer instead. Yeah, well, nobody's gonna scissor me. But that is the 
you know, hey, anyone out there listening, if you go to an AW show, get there early and get your merch quick because it's going to be gone. Or so, buy it online before you go. You can do that, but then you get hit with exchange and, you know, chipping and all that good stuff. So, yes. You, know, did, you said it translated well on TV, though, after you watched it back? Very well, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I watched it a couple times. Uh, I liked Omega's trunks, you know. Yeah. He was, you know, he's been wearing these, like, airbrush trunks, and I really hate airbrush trunks. And they're trunks. not flattering, but no. this gear he wore here. Was sharp, yeah. you know. The, the Omega symbol on his butt had the 80s Jets hockey stick with the 90s Jets rocket ship. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Stryker actually pointed it out to me that that was what yeah, was Omega cool. was wearing. He probably dropped about 2500 on that. Did he use your 2500 and buy gear? It, that's where that's where it went. Yeah. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, yeah. that would be a $2,500 costuming expense. I wonder yeah. if that came out of his pocket or if it's covered in his contract. You know what? But I, I thought it was booked a little bit too winnipeg center oh you're 100 yeah. right? right like i mean like i get it like so what when they go to do tv in hamilton or is the whole show going to be all ethan page like i mean probably you yeah <laughs> well that's what the booker of the year would oh be, right? yes so, of course tony tony uh, i, I kind of get the method to the madness so be, being that it's the first time in the market they want to get everybody feeling really good so next time they sell the tickets for the show everyone's still got that good feeling inside and when they come to the show, it won't be so Winnipeg-centric. So, but hold on. Huge mistake. They made a huge mistake because we talked about potentially, and we were just speculating, announcing a pay-per-view event here. Yeah, in November. Now, they you should've. had mentioned, Mike, that WWE Monday Night Raw potentially could be coming here in August. I would say very strong potential, S- judging by my source. So now, when tickets go on sale, if a wrestling fan has money to buy and they have that option... They screwed up. They should have announced a return date. Tickets go on sale that night. Yeah, get yeah. people's money. And then when you cut the balls off of WWE, yeah. when their tickets go on sale, oh, well, I already got tickets for full gear in November. Yeah. I'll just stick with that. True North Vice President Kevin Donnelly was never going to let them cross market. He would not. He, he now has the best, most envious position he's ever had. He's probably guaranteed two WWE dates six months apart, and he's now guaranteed two AEW dates. He was never going to get three WWE dates, so now he's got four dates. Yeah. So, But the, t- the key to that is that AEW couldn't announce what their plan is for the next return date. Fair. Because WWE is going to get a free chance to market because there's a partnership between True North and, and the and the wrestling provider. I thought, and that, that was through live nation that they, that they did the all elite deal. I thought the switch over to rampage was way too long. Oh, they yeah. need to tighten that up a lot. Yeah. That can be done way faster. Yeah. How funny was Tony Khan coming out there <sighs> screaming at the top of his lungs Sweating, wearing a fur, a fur, a fur like trench coat. He looked. I was laughing so hard. He was hilarious. He does not know how to work a live oh. mic to save his I'm life. Not, if I'm anybody not, has yeah. video of that, please send it to us. I'm not it accusing him of anything. Hilarious. It was hilarious. I could not stop laughing when he kept coming out. It was there. like he was on cocaine. Like he looked the way he was dressed. He well, I wasn't like, going to say it, but I, I'll say it. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not accusing him, by the way. But he wearing the fur coat, sweating the oh, way he was. And I wonder if one of, I wonder if one of his dark match yelling. wrestlers sold him the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, the dark matches. Oh yeah. Well, you know, good to see Donnie DiCaprio. Yeah, get that a was shot. the highlight of my night. Listen, the guys wrestled two matches this century. One of them's on TV. Good for him. That was awesome. You know. Well, not. Not this century, because I know how many this decade. Ha- in this century in two thousand since the the two thousands. No, because he wrestled a pile with PCW in two thousand two. Okay, yeah. yeah so it's yeah. it's maybe this decade. in the last fifteen decade. years. Okay. Yeah, Fair t- two. since two thousand seven, I think he's wrestled five matches. Fair enough. Wow, I like that with Cutler. I mean, we haven't seen Brandon Cutler in a long time. Too um, bad it wasn't John Cutler. 
Well, I'm surprised he wasn't sniffing around for a dark match. Yeah, I'm, I haven't That's heard interesting. I've yeah. heard from John Culler. But uh, and then your buddy, uh, Alex Knight. They <laughs> <laughs> kept calling him Alex trained, Knight on TV. Trained by Don Callis. Um, so, you know what? He had a great match, though. I, You know, good big hit man match. Hit the nice clothesline. Good big Very man. Very short. Good, you know, Spider and I were talking about this. Our buddy Spider, yeah. our weekly shout out yeah. to Spider. There you know, you as we finished up hot yoga today, yeah. we were talking about, uh, you know, Knight when he gave Hager the clothesline. Why did he just stand there? Why does he follow up? Take him to the corner, start lighting him up, and then Hager will cut him off. He didn't really give he didn't really give him anything. Well, right? Adam Knight is a twenty eight year veteran. He still makes those rookie mistakes because he was trained by Don Callis and Vance Nevada. But but Don, Don Callis <laughs> once made him show his pecker to a live audience. <laughs> but I will say this: was this during training? No, it was a live show for crying <laughs> no, out loud. We're not going to go there. <laughs> People can get canceled if we talk about that. Yes, but. Um, Jake Hager walked back into the locker room and he saw Adam Knight and he said, I'm working that guy. And all the dark matches were all changed around. So, uh, hey, that's a... That's an endorsement. Sure. Does it lead to a contract? I doubt it. No. Nobody's... Listen, and for the guys, you know, I know Chad Daniels, you know, we were looking at hopefully getting him booked for that show. For the people who didn't get booked, don't be sad about it. You got nothing out of it. Yeah. Like, unless you're... Whatever the financial gain was. Right. Unless you're a local name or you've made a, a name for yourself on the independent scene they're not going to sign you so they're not even going to give you a look you're just there to be a warm yeah. body to get squashed yeah. right case in point you look at the six man the uh, massive damage oh. match <laughs> 60 year old massive damage yeah. the 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 joke going around backstage was they were calling them flaccid damage so <laughs> oh my god yeah it, it was nobody a, was too excited to work with him apparently so. you know what though i saw a picture of his face and he looks 15 years younger than he is because of hair dye to yeah. his beard yeah, and he's, his he's got no hair on his head but um yeah he didn't look terrible no he, he was you know, listen he, he looked took like two he, bumps and he looked like he did it in 2007 so his look hasn't deteriorated right nobody wanted to work size. with him though so yeah. they kind of buried him in that six man and yeah. then they're filming some sort of documentary about with i think you had mentioned that tony candela was also yeah, involved it's about the it. northern it's an updated version of the northern right uh, like they're calling it death tour but right wavel has a point let's not call it the death tour yeah so, so they needed uh massive in there or whatever and i thought mo jabari uh looked awesome mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of that guy his calgary hitman yeah. trunks and uh Man, he he looked really really sharp. I was very I impressed with him. I think Sebastian Wolf is the most likely to get signed. Any any good booker right now, any good producer looks at him and realizes you can do similar to what like based on the Yellowstone use of indigenous characters, yeah. you can do something like that with him and really make him a, mis a mysterious character and someone that most Americans won't understand the culture. Yeah, but and that would be a good character. But hey, Tatanka hey, 2.0 could we'll get another look in Regina coming up for on sure July in 8th, Regina right, and Saskatoon. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently, like, um, and of course, we talk about, you know, the local guys. Danny Duggan was booked in the building, got paid, got just paid, not work. used. Mentolo, supposed Same to thing, work. Yeah. Kanosuke Takeshita, not that match got cut up. That's too bad. Yeah, that would have been that, a great, that would have been a really good, really match. good match. But how many guys did they bring in and they just. The yeah. guys, like the guns were in town and didn't work. They flew uh, in the guns to do an autograph signing? Like, is, well, they didn't, that wasn't part of the deal, but they, I guess they might've done backstage taping with them, I would assume, maybe you know, photography. I may have talked to somebody at Impact Wrestling and they were saying how everybody always gets on our case about how, oh, guys, open up your wallet. You got to spend money. You got to bring these guys in and all this. And he's like, and Tony Khan's out there just like an ATM machine, just, just bringing these guys it, yeah. in, yeah. not using them. Meanwhile, Impact's trying to be smart about it, yeah. you know, trying to use guys properly, get mileage out of them, right? And 
you know, so I Ricky mean, Starks was in town too, if I'm yep, not mistaken. He was in town. I was surprised we didn't see him. Honestly, uh, yeah. Who else given was, how hot he's been, yeah, has been. Sure. Who else was in town? Like, uh, there was guys I saw in pictures from Anna the Jay, airport, yeah, not used that did not appear in front of the crowd. Tony Khan is the worst booker of all time. <laughs> I will tell you. I think we've established. Let me yeah. tell you, he can win any award you want. I could outbook him without even trying. They do the Omega uh, Dream Match last night in Missouri. They should have done that in Winnipeg where the crowd would have been insane for Omega. And then you would have got Jericho getting an insane pop as opposed to them. You had a direct comparison who got a bigger pop and it was Omega by a long shot. So now Jericho has passed the torch in Winnipeg, whether he likes it or not. And then you got like guys like um, uh, Moxley got very little pop and uh, Adam Page Page got no pop. Well, by the way, people were asking, what was that sign that Kenny Omega... Um, gave that guy the thumbs up to. Did you guys see that on television? I didn't. No. So oh, I, was it the Ross Gills? Yeah. Yeah. Ross Gills is my principal. You, you beat, beat up my, my vice principal, principal yeah. Ross Gills, yeah. or something. That's yeah. what that yeah. was. I had somebody message me about that. We one, were so. lucky. Uh, I was with the axe in the suite, and we could see the signs. That's how we spotted the Chichi Cruz Country sign, and then there was a Bulldog Bob Brown yep. fan club sign. How Shockmaster was there. Yeah, yes. I, saw, <laughs> I saw that huge pop. Yeah. So I had a great time. Like oh. I gave it an A. How fun was the she's cleese before? Oh, yeah, all the locals. It was, great. was you, great. You and TJ Brad mending yeah, sure. fences after 10, 15 years. Well, I don't years. know about mending fences, but yeah. we said hello. We Bobby J was there, Scott Carnegie, and we got Liam. A, Liam Phillips they're, showed they're up. talking about the Shark Club, by the way, if you don't know what she's cleese is. Yeah, well, well there they you know. Go. They're yeah. listening to the bee yeah, she's. Exactly. So I want to move on, though. Sure. Because that's, is, is there anything else that you heard backstage or any rumbling? I think, no, that's a bummer. Do we want to talk about CM Punk if we stay on the AEW vein? Sure, we can talk. Okay, let me, let me tell you why it's a work. <laughs> I gotta, we, why but did, did you I got to draw parallels again. <laughs> I got to, your friend Dave Meltzer says Punk's ma- making overtures to come back. Punk, listen. There I, aren't overtures to be made because he's never been gone. He yeah. never got fired. There's never, he's, he has been on the inside helping carve the creative for his comeback since the day the supposed fight of course i don't care if you don't buy it <laughs> you also believe the montreal screw job was a was a shoot uh, i will say i think that the i think cm punk is coming back based on what yeah. we've seen now and it he looks was never very gone likely. he was hurt well he wasn't ever gone he was still getting paid yeah right well that but <laughs> i think it was a shoot oh yeah i think it was a shoot sure yeah but but now they're like, okay, Chris well. and I got in a shoot last week too. We were just talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, jeez, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, I, th- I think, I think you're right. He is coming yeah, of back. Course you I do. think, I think they foreshadowed it by covering up his picture this week. They just do stuff like that to get the marks talking, uh, right? Maybe, that's maybe, like FTR. Maybe, that's yeah. what they do. Maybe or maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just saw it and I thought, hmm, that's they're trying to make it seem like he's yeah. persona like, non grata. Like and now they, when he comes back, yeah, be, oh. like they couldn't have filmed that anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it was so. Come on, yeah. Here comes the conspiracy theorist. Okay, here oh, we go. Here this we go. was a word. Hold on, I gotta get my yeah, native you can crunch here. it. I need a couple seconds so you can I crunch on your pretzels. Crave it, chew it, munch it right now. Hold on. So here's what happens. I have to draw a parallel to the Montreal Screwjob. Everyone's always like, oh, the Montreal Screwjob really happened that way. And I'm like, no, it didn't. Bret Hart was the guy who came up with it. Now, let me tell you the big angle alert in the Montreal Screwjob. The guy's got a 20-year contract. You guys don't realize that? Bret Hart was in the second year of a 20-year contract. Why did Bret Hart need to negotiate reasonable creative control? Was it the last 30 or 90 days of that contract? So he's thinking, well, 19 years and nine months, I'm going to need creative control. 
No, it was an angle the whole way through, you fools. Bret Hart came up with it. Okay? You see what I dealt with last week? Now, Wrestling people are naturally paranoid. Don't tell me I'm paranoid. You're paranoid. Why would you, okay, so tell me why, the, why, why would creative control need to be negotiated into a 20-year contract and only for the last 90 or 30 days of the contract? Well, in case Vince decides to fire him in year two? Why would he sign a contract where he thinks he's going to get fired in the second year? Here's the problem with your, the whole angle. Okay. He was offered three times the money from WCW. Vince goes to him and says, listen, I want you to work for me for life. Look at how I took care of Gorilla. Look at how I took care of um, whoever. Savage and Hogan were both gone at this point, so he can't very well point to them. So he's got to look at Gorilla and Jay Strongbow as his examples of <laughs> taking care of Pat Patterson. Took care of them forever. So in perpetuity, Brett, you're going to have a job. Now, in the last 30 days, or was it 90, somebody go watch Wrestling with Shadows and see it. You're going to need creative control. So 19 years and nine months, in case you, when we write you out, you're going to have your creative control. Does not make sense. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. There's other great points, too. Well, I, the whole I don't documentary. Wanna, I don't want to hear them because it's 1997. The whole, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now let me tell you. Guys like CM Punk are students of the game, and they saw how Brett did it, and they probably spot it just like I do. Yeah, Brett was in on it. Brett probably came up with it. So CM Punk goes to Tony Khan and says, because if, if this was all a shoot last summer, when he has heat with Colt Cabana, he says, listen, I'm more important than Colt Cabana, so Colt Cabana's fired. Oh, Tony, you don't think so? I quit, right? That's exactly how you leverage that kind of power. But he didn't do that. It led because it led to friction and it allows them to be creative. Then Adam Page shoots on the stick, and that's supposedly the big trigger of what led CM Punk to go off. Again, you go to Tony Khan and you say, I guess Adam Page is fired because you don't want me to quit, and I ain't staying if he's here, if he's going to do that on the yeah, stick. Yeah, that was brutal. So there's an angle there. And, the, and, and these post-show press conferences, guys are allowed to go out there and shoot off. MJF did it after the last pay-per-view because it, it creates frenzy and talk. Well, what created frenzy and talk for six months? The supposed shoot. The supposed, and it's a, it, it did not happen. You're going to tell me, uh, we both know Kenny Omega. If Tony Khan suspended Kenny Omega for what was six or nine weeks without pay, or six or nine weeks, you're not allowed to work for me. I'll still pay you, but you're not allowed to work. Kenny Omega would have said, F you. Trust me, Kenny Omega does not take well to punishment or even a booker trying to suggest, hey, could you do this differently? So no, stop believing bullshit, guys. But you guys keep believing it. I'm right, and I'm going to be proven right. And I'm going to tell you something. The week after this happened, Chris, the week after this Why happened, this because you were the guy that was on the show I with me. I was being quiet over Because here. you were the guy who was on the show with me. I said, they're going to... When this, they're Dave Meltzer to try to save face because he bought into it. He's going to say, "Well, it was originally a shoot, but they turned it into an angle for business." You Bull also, you also shit. said there, he was going to be back for Sweeps Week. Well, in November. No, I actually said that the Elite was going to be back for Sweeps Week, and they were back in November. I've always said Omega or that Punk was going to come back after the injury and in spring. That's what I said. I think what happened was Punk was. You know, he was a dick when he did that press conference. I mean, I that, think they were all dicks. These are totally he, he, punk was totally justified in a lot of the things that he said, but Absolutely. he didn't choose the right platform. And I think what and it's so goofy. It's like how like, you know, Ariel Helwani interviews Tony Khan. He's like, oh, I can't talk about that. Why? Who cares? Yeah. Like what? What is there to talk about? You guys had a fight in the back. Big deal. Happens all the time. The only way this could be a shoot is if CM Punk had a legal position on the Bucks. 
and was going to exercise it if if Tony Khan doesn't play ball the way Punk wants to. It's the only way that could be I, a shoot because he's been gone for seven, eight months. He's also had tricep surgery. Okay, but if he got into a shoot and if Tony Khan makes the decision, I've got a toxic locker room and I'm keeping the Bucks and Omega, they have to fire. Trust me, if Kenny Omega ended up in any semblance of a shoot, he would say... That guy's gone. I'm never working with him again. He can't fight. Or I'm gone. Punk would have legal. He would have us. He could go after them. The guy's a billionaire. Here's your money. You're gone. You tell me he couldn't. We just said how he flies everyone to Winnipeg. Like the guy doesn't care about money. Yeah. He, Tony Khan could dump the money, but whether CM Punk would take it or not, the type of guy that CM Punk is. It doesn't matter. Tony Khan has the final say. You are fired. And if you sue me, I will fight you in court. But listen, who cares if CM Punk comes back? If he comes back, nobody's going to cheer him. It's going to be gonna a good angle. Him. Yeah, It'll, It might be a good there angle. There are going to be CM but, Punk fans. I think the elite is so, so, um, what would be the word? Diluted in value because of that stupid trios angle that I actually think Punk will get over if he comes out with FTR or if he's with Moxley and... And that group. I think you need somebody with him, though. I think you're right. Like, if, I think if he comes out with FTR, he's going to be over. I think he comes out by himself. I think people have turned No, on. I think he's going to be with that, with Moxley's group. And it's oh, going to be Paige. And they'll be heels. The Bucks and Omega. Well, Moxley's group is awful. But well, uh, Moxley's group could use If you CM watch Punk. their television, it looks like they're building towards another blood and guts match with uh, Blackpool Combat Club. And guess who would be the fourth guy on that? Well, who knows? We'll yep. see. Oh, but it was a it was a shoot. They had to turn it into a work. Well, that, that's, that's, what buying, that's a paranoid keep wrestling buying, promoter. Keep buying into Bishi. I'm the paranoid wrestling promoter. <laughs> I've just told you that that the, the whole wrestling with shadows Montreal Screwjob doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you, you guys can believe it. Oh, well, this is 100% legit. Listen, how easy would it be for guys to get together and start just strumming out ideas? Thank God, if we could make them buy into this shoot, we we got money yeah, at the end of the You're giving Tony Khan a lot of credit. I'm not you're out give- here talking like how he's book- He's the shittiest booker in the world. He is the shittiest booker, but, but he Punk, thought of something this good. If CM Punk thought of it and sold it to everybody, they all bought in. Yeah. And, well, I guess we'll see. One person says, okay, now we're going to do this, now we're going to do that, now we're going to do this. It works. What are we at for time, Chris? 21. Okay, we got a little bit more time. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Oh, oh God! I should have said thirty. Let's <laughs> let's talk about me being out of touch. You've called me paranoid. I you love sh- it. You guys keep fueling my fire, guy, Chris. We must have struck a chord here. Well, yeah. I have a little bit of caffeine in my system. That's you did not strike on. a chord, and neither did the other guy. I am not out of touch, as I very articulate. My boss at the Bombers came to me and he said, "God, you really nailed it." All the things you did after you left local wrestling. Because on the platform of local wrestling to the other stuff, right? I graduated. I moved up in the world. That doesn't make me out of touch. It actually makes me more in touch. But this guy goes on my Facebook on my birthday today. Hold on. And this guy. Okay. Let's just. Is a guy that I you love and respect. You haven't said the guy's name. People are probably wondering, what is Mike blathering about? <laughs> AJ Sanchez. Yes. You guys, you and AJ Sanchez have a bit of a problem or what? No. You see, maybe, Why are you getting all hot under the collar? Maybe he's got a problem with me, but I love it. See, you give you give me something to believe in, and I love it. What Thank you, AJ problem? Sanchez. What could be the problem? So in 2010... There might be a problem. <laughs> now, that's a guy that I might have a problem with, but not AJ I Sanchez. I had lunch with him last week. I know. What? Let's get him on the show. I doubt it. And it, Lovely fiancé, by the way. Is... Uh, really? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Attractive. So, so oh, when he, I, did so, you hear that pause though? After you said that, it was I'm like not joking. I know we were waiting for the punch. So line. when he, Good for him though, if he ever tells his parents that you're married to her, 
go the go the distance Did we with tell that, that story no we air? haven't and we're not going to oh that would be people uh, scratching their heads i can't explain it properly we're, get, we're getting sidetracked here okay, AJ, so sanchez. aj sanchez here's what i'm going to say we're shooting the sheet he yes. did not strike a chord with me when he said he was out i was out of touch he gave me an opportunity to justify my position and why do you make think my you're opinion? out of touch because he doesn't like my opinion wh- about what well exclusivity? I, exclusivity that's one thing and we're going to talk about that more in the mary brown's mailbag because we got a hell of a question this week but he doesn't like that he doesn't like that i say oh well promoters who put eight guys on posters is a it's a law of diminishing returns and then they all say well look at aew's graphics yeah those are all exclusive talents that are all marketable names every time a promoter decides he's putting someone on a poster he's taking a little bit of real estate that's worth money and he's saying i'm investing in you Right? That's what people don't understand. They think... Like that poster right there. (laughs) Don't point to the Candelo poster. Thank God he spelt wrestling right in that one. Yeah. But here's where... Alex Knight on there? Yes, it is. Here's where it goes. If I'm a promoter and I'm going to spend X amount on advertising, okay? I don't need to spend it on the local wrestlers that the fans aren't going to know. I need to spend it on the thing that's going to make them all come. So if I decide I'm going to include independent wrestlers in my marketing, I'm actually investing in independent wrestlers, Nobody ever invested more money in AJ Sanchez than Jeff Dick. And who was the conduit of Jeff Dick's investment? Mike Davidson. Yeah, you used to push AJ and Kevin Harder as the than anybody. number one tag team in at two, WFX. In 2010, they could have, if we had, if there had been a super indie tag team tournament with the Briscoes, mm-hmm. with whoever. Yep. AJ and Chevy would have belonged totally. there and they could have won the damn thing. We had, if there had been a wrestling observer or a well, PWG type tag team yeah. tournament, like yeah. that would have been, they were better yeah. than the SATs. They were better. They were comparable to the motor city machine guns at that time. And they still could be, but I believe in AJ Sanchez. We can philosophically, philosophic, help me out, Chris, you know, philosophically. Yeah. <laughs> philosophically. Is that the word? Yes. We have different philosophies. But it makes us both be able to be passionate and true to what we believe and be honest to our convictions. So there is no heat with me and AJ Sanchez, even though people are trying to pump that up. It does not exist. It might exist on that side. Much like Anybody who's ever said, oh, I got so much heat with Mike Davidson, then I, they'd ask me about it. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I have no heat. So there's no heat with me and AJ. Just so, just. It started pretty hot for no heat. What do you mean it started hot? You you were, you were, you came in here house of fire. Because if you if you say I'm out of touch, it doesn't matter who says it. It gives me an opportunity to be passionate about why I'm in touch. I think I think what I'm reading into this Mike and correct me if I'm wrong is Good. that is that you want the local industry here in Winnipeg to continue to do great things. Yeah, I want it to be healthy. I want it to grow. Right. And like you look at you look around, there's all these different promotions, they're running shows, they're getting good houses, they're selling out, you know, Danny Duggan's bringing in Eric Rowan this weekend. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff happening here. Yep. You right? guys think he's bigger than Scott Steiner. We, I think we've established that. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Two weeks <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that there are some guys, and maybe AJ's one of them, maybe you can't do both. Maybe you can't make the industry locally here as good as it can be without doing some of the things that you talk about. But a guy like AJ, who's, let's call it the way it is, probably in it more for the money. Yeah. Right? It's within his best interests that he can work all these shows because he's getting paid. And I, and to the best of my knowledge, this, this might be his only income. Source. No, he makes a lot as a DJ. Okay. So yeah, like okay. He, that's his main income. Okay. So, um, but I think a lot of guys, they just are happy to have a show every week where they can bump and get paid. Yeah. Right. 
Now, a sacrifice to doing that is, again, waiting for like a WPW show where you run every six weeks or whatever. You can comfortably attach your name to that show. You know they're going to market it. They, you know you're going to present you in a positive fashion. You know there are going to be people there that care. You know, for me, and I'm in a different probably financial bracket than everybody here locally, for me, that means more to me. I would be prepared to just work for one show that put their faith in me and put my name to that product as opposed to get the extra payoffs from these other companies. So I, I think that's kind of what you're looking there's a reason Don Callis made it in the 90s. He only worked locally for Tony Candela. If any other promoter called him, he didn't even give it a second of thought because he worried about his image and how he presented himself. And he, he acted and believed he was better than everyone else locally. And if you wanted to see the natural, you had to go to Tony Candela's show. That's the only place you could see him. Now, he wasn't that big a deal. He couldn't draw 200 people on his own. But he treated it like he was the biggest deal locally. That's what I'm saying exclusivity does is it raises your profile that oh, you're a part of that best company as opposed to you're a part of the local wrestling scene. The local wrestling scene has always been painted with a negative brush because there's always going to be that guy who operates a crappy outfit that you've showed up for or that they think you've showed up for. But if you're part, when WFX ran, people knew WFX. They did not associate it to local wrestling. Did you guys have a ring on your shows? Absolutely. It was an 18-footer, which is an important piece to the to the puzzle. Interesting little thing here. I'm, I'm wondering, if if somebody was working on a local scene and they work perhaps less shows, let's just go with AJ because that's the, the example. He worked WPW. Careful how far you go because we got to talk about this in Mary Brown's. He worked WPW and he worked one other outfit that's, that's good. Would that be more reasonable to you? Or do you is it for you, is it just one place and that's no, it? No, I, I think there's a happy medium that's, where yeah, that's what James I'm Roth at. can work CWE and... And Winnipeg Pro, and and uh, Chad Daniels, and Sammy Davis, Sammy Peppers, and and uh, Bobby Shink should be looking at that, and AJ should be looking at that. They got to cut out that lower level. And I'm not saying Primos is a lower level, but there's other than the fact for AJ, there's a business relationship on rent, ring rental. But Sammy Peppers showing up on a Primos show, law of diminishing returns. How do you become or 3D? If you're showing up on 3D, you're really, really, you're, you're proving that you're desperate to work, in my opinion. They're going to love that that's one. Fair. I, that's fair. Do though. not look desperate to perform. Look like you are so good that you get to handpick your bookings. Would you say Mentolo is, does a good job of doing that? I think Mentolo is the best at protecting his character in Winnipeg wrestling, probably history. But I think the one thing with Mentolo is, he his problem is, is that, and I'm not, no, let me rephrase that. I don't know that it's Mentolo's problem, but I think there are some people in the Winnipeg wrestling scene who say, hey, for this promoter who I've known for a long time, I'm going to do the show for, let's say X. X. But for you, because I don't respect you enough, I want X plus $100. And when that promoter on the other side starts to explode, and then he's like, screw that, you tried to exploit me, then you can't, then you look bad. Set your price fair to the, the opportunity should be the same. Do you want to know something funny? In WFX in 2010, we paid every guy more than the locals did. And we invested more in marketing those guys. And I'm going to talk about that in the Mary Brown's mailbag. But I, I would I would argue there was one wrestler, and you had mentioned him earlier, um, younger guy. And he, he was wrestling for Andrew, and he was wrestling for another company. 
And then he had said to me, I can't remember how we were talking about like payoffs or whatever. And then he said, he he basically said he he charged the other promoter the same amount that and that he charges Andrew. And I go, why would you do that? If you're going to work for this quote unquote lower company, why should you like? If I was Andrew, I'd be mad about that. You know, should, the wrestler, this particular guy, should have said, "Hey, I do it." You know, he doesn't have to know what he's you know what Andrew pays him or whatever, but. You know, his rate for this guy will be this plus. I think it should be this plus for this company. If you want to go outside of my box and I'll, you know, you want me on your show, it's going to be a little bit more. Yeah. You better hope that that company doesn't get hot because then you're not going to get booked by that company because you tried to bend them over. But then, okay. But then, hey, that's the way it is. I give this guy a a, a rate because of X amount of shows. Sure. He's been good to me. I could see why somebody gives CWE a rate if they plan on traveling with CWE, right? I can definitely see that. Where I don't see it is, well, I've got a mark rate. Well, once you've got a mark rate for the promoter, nobody, no promoter wants to be known as the mark promoter. So if they pay the mark rate, eventually they're going to get hot about being stiffed. So you got to figure out a better way to, like, there's got to be a smarter way to do business. And I'm going to talk about that in the Mary Brown's mailbag. I actually gave a lot of thought to it. And I'm sorry to foreshadow, but this was a good discussion. Sure. But this idea that AJ's gotten to me, oh, come on now. I love it. You've given me something to talk about. You've allowed me to create content on your ass. I appreciate that. It's a good discussion to have. Yeah. And I I appreciate his viewpoint. If I was him, I might think the exact same way, but I think of it differently. And that's all. He he has some valid points in it. As, as do you. Yeah, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about main event munchies because we got the trivia coming up. This episode of the Total Bees Cheese Show is powered by FirstRow.ca, Canada's online collectible store where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, action figures, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Total BC Show listener, you can get 10% off your order using the code BEESSHEEZ. Again, the code is B-E-E-Z-S-H-E-E-Z, one word, and receive 10% off your order. Firstrow.ca, Canada's online collectible store. This is Wayne Stanton from Episode 6 of the Total Bees She's Show. If you're not listening to this podcast... I think you're a coward. Be careful this time, Mecca. Um, okay. One time you asked a question and there was two answers. No, open to interpretation. Yes, there was. No, there wasn't. The Rougeos wrestled the Rockers in what they called marathon matches, 60 minutes, and they went to overtime. Show me where it said an Iron Man match for any Rockers Rouge. That would have been 1989. Mm-hmm. Never happened. They might have done the matches. exact same rules. I don't know if there were the, the rules. <laughs> but because it wasn't called Iron Man? That's right. Yeah. That was the question. How would you call it in a tag team match, Iron Man? It would have to be the Iron Men match. Well, how many falls were there in these Rouge Rockers I have no matches? idea. I did not do any homework. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, what that, you were asking me to do prep? Yes. Come on now. Come on now. I've been Let's, trying to do get that to I'm trying to find weeks. hard questions. So last week's question was a good question. Sure. And the axe won it. He so Did I he? owe him a bag of oh. pretzels. So the and the question was in 1993 Hulk Hogan in June of 1993 June 4th. Hulk the night Hogan I met Mr. Perfect. Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake wrestled in Winnipeg, Hulk Hogan's last match in Winnipeg against Money Inc., Mike Rotundo, IRS, and Ted DiBiase. 
who was the special guest referee. And it was? Sergeant Slaughter. A former world champion. Okay. Who did Mr. Perfect wrestle on that match? On that Shawn game? Michaels. Oh, that's a good match. Yeah. Jeez, I wish I'd gone to that show. I wanted to go so bad, but um, we were supposed to go. My dad ended up getting off work a half an hour late. We lived in Eli. We weren't going to make it, and so I missed Hulk Hogan's last match. I, I, I thought it was so weird how we got Hulk Hogan in that era. That yeah, just Bruce so, Pritchard explained it on so Something to Wrestle With podcast, the 1993 Hulk Hogan episode. Really? I d- he said... I don't recall them. Uh, Conrad asked him specifically, Hogan does the string of house shows, Winnipeg. Minneapolis, I think, and I don't know if there was a third one. The whole reason was because they needed Hogan in Minneapolis because Minneapolis's houses had really mm-hmm. drained. So I guess Holiday, Bob Holiday, said, "Yeah, let's get Hogan up here because it'll help the Winnipeg market." But they didn't draw that well, like seven thousand, six thousand, maybe. Yeah. But June in Winnipeg, good luck. Graduation season. Anyway, so the question this week, Mecca, you're going to read it. What is it? Well, I'm not going to read. it. I'm just going to say it off the top of my head. Okay. So. We're in WrestleMania season. WrestleMania is coming up this weekend. You know, WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. It's going to be a great show. I'm very excited for WrestleMania. Ten hours of WrestleMania? Ten hours of WrestleMania. Stand and deliver Terrible. Saturday afternoon. What is stand and deliver? NXT. Okay, Make sure you. you watch it. It's going to Steez be good. and Delees. And then Friday, SmackDown. <laughs> Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So yeah. my wife is very impressed with me after the WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, but I will say all that wrestling. <laughs> she's not a ha- not a fan, not a fan. Yeah. But you should have sent her away for the weekend. For the trivia, for the main event Munchies trivia, the trivia question is this: With WrestleMania season upon us, we talk about WrestleMania Sunday and now more WrestleMania Saturday with these two day events. However, there was one WrestleMania where it was not on a Sunday or a Saturday. What WrestleMania was that, and what day of the week was it on? There I go. have a hint for you. It ends in the letters D A Y. So there you go. That's if you it. want to answer that, how do we do it, Mike? Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, you go on Twitter and you hashtag main event munchies trivia and you. At Total Bushies. Yes, thank you. You tried to put me on the spot and I'm coming through. <laughs> uh, in it, your uh, old age. I'm on two hours of sleep. <laughs> Instagram is also at Total Bushies and use the hashtag main event munchies trivia. And on Facebook, just put it, just send a message to us. Search at Total Bushies on Facebook. And, and you can even email us. You can DM us. You can slide into our inbox. You can Gmail us, totalbushies at gmail.com. And yes, use the hashtag. Main event munchie trivia and use the hashtag total bees. And I'm having my first bag. He's almost finished it. Of main event Legit. munchies. I've been I've been eating it throughout the show. Yes. It's it's very good. Yes, They're I'm gonna take good. them to the movie theater. I'm going to the movies tomorrow night and I'm gonna take a bag with me. They are very that good. That I bought, that I didn't just take a freebie from my stash. Um, Brad Sarna, Derek Lowe and the Axe, Uncle Lightning Dick gave you that Uncle bag. Uncle Lightning Dick, thank you. Uncle for this Lee's D's. Um I have one other winner I got a contact mm. directly from that fiasco of Last, uh, two weeks ago where you, there was two answers to the question. Just some, somebody <laughs> trying to be a smart ass. Smart ass. Well, it, these are important snacks. So here's where we are today. Where trying are to remember the subject I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Don't edit the this. The Mary Browns. No, we're not in Mary Browns yet. No, we're not He's there He's fading yet. fast. Oh, man. Look, he's wilting like a plant Just over there. Get this guy a Zions. So airports. <laughs> yeah. Airport, <laughs> airports. And wrestling fans and wrestlers. Yes, mm. yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I wanted top. to oh, talk yeah, okay. about. In my day, before I got into the wrestling, and I was a supermark, not to your, not to the level you were, but I was a supermark. Well, I wasn't like harassing people in airports or going to airports. I once saw Ric Flair go to the payphone in the Winnipeg region, and I basically humped his leg. <laughs> I was like... I did karaoke with Stone Cold Steve Austin one night. Wow, that's better than mine. Yeah. Um, nails, one time, stood out... 
stood in the back of the arena to watch, and I stood there and tried to talk to him the whole time. How was your lazy car nails? Knees. <laughs> Knees. Anyway, here's my thing. These people are traveling as a function of their employment, and it isn't easy to come to Winnipeg of all places. It's not. Some of these Jim Ross or yeah, Sting. Yes, yeah, some of these places are a two-hour flight. Like they live in Florida and they got to fly to you know Texas, right? It's a two-hour flight, and then they got to or they got to fly to Chicago. Winters. It's two and a half, three hours. Like some of their flights aren't that bad. Winnipeg wasn't that easy for a lot of this talent. They got in, they had to connect in Minneapolis or Chicago and get to Winnipeg, and it was two or three flights, and it was like an eight-hour travel day. The second they get to Winnipeg, and I understand there are so many fans that were very respectful, but they would say, hey, could you sign this? And they would say, no. Are you talking AEW? Yeah. I'm using that as okay. the most recent example. Yeah. And they, they would say, hey, can you sign this? No, but I will take a picture with you. That was Big Show's rule, and that was pretty much the rule across. They will pose for a picture with you. Don't take up too much of their time. Let them get to their exactly. vehicle. Let them get to their hotel. Let them get rest because they have to perform for you as a function of their business. People don't understand what TV day looks like. But people nowadays think they're entitled to these types of things or bothering people with these types well, of things. And they, people are showing up with carts of crap to be signed. That's Let's the see, issue, to, and I'm going to get to that. To sell. And listen, yeah. when I met Mr. Perfect for the first time, which we talked about, I did not want to even go say hi to him. Yeah. But yeah. my girlfriend at the time said, listen, if you don't do this, I'm going to go do this for you. Because mm -hmm. she knew, and I was very respectful, and I said hello, and I got an autograph from him, and that was that. And I yeah. let him go. That was it. Yeah. I didn't go on eBay and sell stuff. Did or, her name start with an A? It did. Yeah, because for a Andrea. long time, yes, you went A- a, 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 and then you went to B, B and I thought you were going to then go C, D, I, E, but then you I went jump from to, B to S. I just jumped, jumped to the end S. of the yeah. Yeah. alphabet. Inside it wasn't, wasn't working so well. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you went to A to B. Um, <laughs> I agree. Here's the thing. The the merchandise, the people who are getting it signed to sell, that doesn't fly. No. And let me tell you, Curtis Housen and Matt Perlman yeah. at first row, that's not how they do it. No, they, they, they have Jake Roberts yep, going to do a virtual signing. So they actually pay the guy for his time to sign. That's good. Yeah. He, they paid the guns and they paid Ethan Page for their time to come and sign. I still need to go down to first row because I, I was just there today. It was busy. I like, need you to check on the LJN figures for me. See if they have any LJN. Should have taken a picture of them. Yeah, they do. I need to go there. But not in the original package. Well, I don't. That's okay. I just, I'm looking for, I'm looking for the black series, the okay. black card series. Um, need to upgrade a few figures, oh. man. So... If you're going to go up to, first things first, when you go up to them, they're not flattered by it. They have been a celebrity for long enough that they are not, Big Show is not flattered for someone to walk up to him and go, hey, Big Show, can I get a picture with you? So when he is courteous to you and he poses for a picture with you, that is him being generous mm -hmm. and nice. Do not ask for more than he's willing to give you. Don't stalk people at the airport either. Well, there are some full, full guys, guys who were there for three days, 10 hours. It's ridiculous. They yeah. have, stay at the airport and they post all these pictures and these poor guys get off the plane. And they're tired. They're, they're tired. tired. They look they like look shit. Tired. They don't now, want to be here's the other thing. Brutal. They fly from their home to Chicago or Minneapolis, get the connector. There's usually a layover. I know when Larry and Zabisco and a bunch of my guys came in, they had like like Hurricane Helms used to have a nine hour oh. travel day. He, he, when he got to Winnipeg, he wanted to go home, go to the airport and sleep, but they want me to get him a Pepsi. Yeah, the minute yeah. they, the minute they get through, <laughs> they get on the ground, they got to go through customs. And a lot of the times customs wants to take pictures with yeah. them. So they've already had a 20 minute delay getting through that. Then they got to go to the conveyor belt and get their baggage. Just please. Here's how you get the meet and greets. 
Go when it's advertised and pay so that they get paid to do it. It is not fair that because they're a celebrity, they have to give you their time that they're already generous enough to pose for the picture. Fair, but on the flip side, they are a celebrity, so this kind of stuff will happen to you because you're putting yourself in that spotlight. WWE. I'm not saying be an asshole yeah. about it, but du- that is. But yeah, there's a difference courteous, between bumping into somebody yeah. in the world and stalking well, them no, the airport. But if you're yeah. courteous and, and you're nice about it, they're, they're, except for MJF, who plays his role, plays his yeah. character. I'm okay with people going to the airport because they, especially on the departure, where they know they're all going to be getting on the plane at some, but again, seven in the morning, they're going to be cranky. You know, and I they re- might be sore. I remember having a conversation with Mean Gene Okerlund, and we were sitting around having a beer, and he said to me, you know, let's talk about anything you want besides wrestling. <laughs> and then, and I, and I was never talking to him about wrestling, but we were just, we just happened to be at the same place, and we were chatting, and we just had a great conversation about other stuff. Because yeah. again... He gets inundated with wrestling questions. He's doing that all the time. Wrestling fans are following him around. So he and it was like really nice. He just he really appreciated not talking about yeah wrestling. You're gonna see what's gonna happen. WWE has started to make it a policy yeah. that their guy that they don't want their people signing. But you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna start coordinating with the airport, saying, "Hey, we're sending in third party security. Keep those people away from our mm-hmm. talent." Didn't Rhea Ripley? She just—I just read something online. Somebody was like, three guys were following yes. her, yeah. and it was like a known guy who yeah. does this kind of stuff. And like, she was trying to find her Uber, and she got lost. Yeah. And, and like, she's just—and like, they're on—and they got the cameras on them. She's like, in a strange camera. city. She just yeah. wants to get to her hotel. Ray Mysterio or... got painted with a bad brush. So here's what, so people, if you want to do this, understand. WWE is going to lay the smack down on you, on you people. They're going to put third party security in there and they're going to tell the airport, you keep those people who are loitering away from our talent or you're going to have some serious problems or worse because it's a public place. They think they're entitled or worse. WWE is going to start flying them to Chicago and charter them in on one plane. And then they're not even going to go through the public airport. That will happen. I did it with the bombers after we won the great cup. We landed on an air. Uh, we did not even go to the airport. Mm. Is that we, an air force way or whatever? Cause I just took a yes. private, I took a yes. private jet a few hangar months ago. Line yes. Yeah. So yeah. We, that, hangar line that's road. That's awesome. So yeah. in 2021, we F- fast air jet. We, I, we, I said to the guy, I go, what time are we leaving? He goes, we're flying out at six o'clock. I go, what time do I have to be there? He goes, ah, about five fifty-five. That's exactly what I it was, was like. like yeah. Wicked. Yeah. So we went to the stadium. We Great. got on the plane. We, it was a business trip. Oh. We, everyone was focused. Private jet. We took the awesome. bus to the airport. We get off. They, the airport personnel takes all of our bags, gets it on the plane. We get on our plane. Our seats are assigned. We're in the air 10 minutes later. We land in Hamilton. Same thing. No airport. We it, Right onto a bus. The best. Straight to the hotel. You want to hear a funny story? I was in uh, Louisiana in sep- September. I was at my, the pilot was calling me. Hey, man, where are you? We need to get back because I guess the, the private jets, they have to coordinate with the air traffic control. So they have to know when they're coming back to Canada. And I said, I'm stuck in a Chick-fil-A <laughs> drive through So I, sh- I got my Chick-fil-A. We drove to the airport. I dropped my rental car off. I threw the guy my keys. I walked onto the private jet with my Chick-fil-A, with my full Coke. Nobody says, you can't bring these liquids no. on. And you walk right on. And I sat down and the plane took off. And I had a sleep that, and I enjoyed Chick-fil-A yeah. on the way back to Winnipeg. It was the Let best. me tell you, that is the way to travel. Oh man, it's so the best. So for the NHL, when they land, when the American teams land in Winnipeg, customs goes to the plane and yep. processes it in yep. a matter of minutes because the NHL's PA would never let these guys be stuck in an airport where the fa- they have no control over fans. 
a couple of years ago, True North was hiring security personnel to go to the hotel. So the ho- so the security guy would go out there and say, okay, around the bus, there's a couple of people that look like they're going to harass Alex Ovechkin. So then they say, okay, we're going to send out the rest of the team to get through the bus. Everyone wants Ovechkin, so they're going to just let these guys through pretty easy. Ovechkin's in an SUV going to the going to the MTS Center or True North uh Canada Life Center in a separate vehicle. That's how they control the situation. And that's going to start to happen here. And it, the people in Winnipeg weren't that bad, I'm told. There was a couple of people that were trying to get things signed. Most people just wanted to r- brush elbows. Realize, give these people space. 100%. There are some that are really good about it, and there's some that have had a hellacious travel day. Just be cool about it. And fans who think they have the right, understand, here's what your rights are. Your rights are to buy a ticket. Your rights are to sit in the seat you bought. Your rights are to cheer. Your rights are to express yourself on social media. Your rights are not to infringe on their personal space, on their time, after, and they're traveling for work. It's not fair. Well said. All right, there we go. Are you ready to move on? I'm ready to go to the Mary Brown's Mailbag. Let's do it. It's time now for the Mary Brown's Mailbag. Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. Who has 14 Manitoba locations? Mary Brown's Chicken. Who only uses Manitoba chicken? Mary Brown's Chicken. And who only uses Manitoba-grown potatoes hand-cut in-store? I bet you've already guessed. Even Mary Brown's coleslaw is made fresh in store from whole carrots and cabbage. Download Mary Brown's app today and take advantage of money-saving deals and even a secret menu. You can order ahead to get your Mary Brown's faster. Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. All right, guys. Two questions today in the Mary Brown's mailbag. You can get yours on by going to our Twitter, at TotalBeesShees. And you can send it to us there, direct message. You better in, hashtag. Slide into our inbox, or you can tweet it, yes, using the hashtag, hashtag Mary Brown's Mailbag. This one coming in from good friend of the show, Scott Carnegie. Hold on, hold on. I, I want to get to Scott's question. When's the last time you were at Mary Brown's? When's the next time you're going? Well, I'm, I'm for sure, I go there once a week. Yeah. And usually, actually, after this show, I get I come straight from the gym, right? Yeah. So I'm hungry. So, so you're going I, there tonight. I need to, I, like right after this. You got to okay. protein up. Did oh, yeah. you take your Wisconsin friends to Mary Brown's? They didn't go to Mary Brown's, but okay. they went to some of the other local establishments. Okay, good. I went to Mary Brown's last Monday for Mary Brown's. Uh, $4.99? Big Mary Monday. Oh, Big Mary Monday, yeah. Steal, steal. <laughs> and I use the receipt and do the survey. So I get to save, t- I think it's 10 or 20% on my next visit. Yeah, you did, get to save money that way. Did yeah. you know they sell French fries there? Yes. I didn't know that. But I they, thought it was most just people taters. get the wedge. Yeah, the taters. I and got the poutine. French fries last time. French fries are good too. Yeah. Well, there you go. I did not know about the French fries. Now, I always get the taters. Now you can ask Scott's question unless you want to keep talking about the menu. Scott Carnegie, WPW referee extraordinaire. Yes, and the original television pro- uh, production company for AWE on pay-per-view and the Fight Network. That's a name that might be important down, at, the, down the road. At Scott, Scott Carnegie asks, and you can follow him on Twitter, for a wrestler that wants to work as much as possible, what is the threshold to being willing to be exclusive in the local market? Weekly bookings, bi-weekly bu- bookings, that is the issue. Without steady booking being ex- exclusive means they won't get much ring time. Yeah. So he, his point is... They need to get the ring time. So I put a lot of thought into this when I read this question, so I'm at an advantage. NXT's talent does most of their development in the training center, and then they wrestle maybe once a week, maybe, not even. Yeah, well, they're doing some house shows. Yeah, they get, yeah okay. So they, so they do a little bit of live events. So the idea being that if you're a talent, what do you need from the promoter to even look at exclusive? That's how I interpret the question. Okay. You're not going to get a huge schedule. 
The most you're going to get in Winnipeg is four shows. How I believe talent should look at it is, where can I get three shows a month within driving distance or four shows a month within driving distance? So you might have to make sure you're in good with the Cloud9 promoter, which is a two to five hour drive, depending if it's Minot or Brandon. And you get might have the mom too. Yeah. And you might have to get in with the promoter in Fargo and cloud nine mom hashtag. <laughs> you might have to get in with the Saskatchewan promoter or Danny who can give you the extra date, but you're going to have to get creative on how you're going to get the dates. Because if you wrestle in Winnipeg four times, five times, you have no value. And as a promoter who's spending, and I said this earlier, if I'm going to put you on a poster, I don't want you to be marketable to three different promoters. If I'm going to put you in TV advertising and I'm the only promoter that's ever done TV advertising, you better be giving me something you're not giving other promoters. That's a deal. If I was going to start today and believe me, that's been a, you know that I've thought about it quite a lot in the last month or two. If I was going to start today, my approach with talent would be this, throw out the way it's been done for 10 years. If you want to keep doing that, then we can't do business. And I'll find somebody who can do business this way. I know you want to sell your merch, but to do yeah, do you want to sell your merch? To sell your merch, you have to put the $800 out to get the inventory. Let's not do that. I will take on that responsibility of getting the merch produced. And I will piece you off a commission for every shirt we sell together. Because the fans I generate are going to buy your stuff at my show. So you should make money, but I should make money. Let's work together to raise the revenue stream. I would use a hawker system. I would even promote the website for each wrestler where they sell their stuff and they make, a, they make a majority of that money, but I should still get a piece of that action. So I would look at more collective bargaining and pushing the revenues up. Too many people are thinking about themselves and no one's thinking about the greater good. That's the problem. Now, how many shows should somebody have to work in order to be exclusive? Well, it's up to the individual to get the dates. But if you want to work Primos and you want to work 3D and you want to work PCW and you want to work CWE and you want to work Winnipeg Pro, eventually the the promoter who's on top of the game right now, the one with the 500 person, 25 or 24 hour sellout, WPW is going to say, don't need you. Do what you do. We're going to keep doing what we do. No hard feelings. And then you can't get on the best show in town because of your own business sense. You have to think about the business sense of the promoter that's trying to do the best job possible. They're the ones putting the money out. Exactly. So here's the problem. A wrestler wants to make $400 a month wrestling. That's your first problem. You should be doing this to be to develop the skills so that you can make $40,000 or $400,000. To get out of here. Yes. So to get those skills, you know, wrestling four times a month on some of these bad shows with bad talent, you're not going to get any better. Protect yourself, protect your character, protect your marketability, and work with a promoter who's thinking bigger picture. Does not happen nearly enough. So my thought is wrestlers should be striving to get three shows a month, two weekends on, one weekend off, one weekend on. That's three shows a month. If they can do that, they that's more than enough to, to keep your skills strong, keep yourself marketable. How do you get three shows a month? Try to limit your dates in Winnipeg to two dates a month. We said this last week with the social media. If a guy is saying, come see me at Rookie Sports Bar, come see me at Holy Eucharist, Holy Eucharist, come see me at uh, West End Cultural Center, the fans are like, God, like, this guy's I, everywhere. I can see this guy everywhere. As opposed to, I'm in Edmonton this week, I'm in Calgary. Then you're, the perception of the market is, this guy's all over, he's become a big deal all over Canada, 
right? That's the big part of it. You have to make yourself seem bigger than you are. So to Scott's question, try to get three shows a month, but try not to make them all in Winnipeg. If they're all in Winnipeg, you're just a Winnipeg wrestler. And that isn't that special. And that's, that's my thought. What's I, th- your thought? I think that's a, gr- I mean, yeah. really, what more can you add to that? Essentially. But I mean, I think, you know, Bruce Pritchard said it once on his podcast, work in, work, work in a ring where there's good equipment, it's safe, work with guys who are well-trained. Um, and I think, you know, people think, well, you know, I can learn carrying a guy who's not very good. Okay. Maybe you can, you could also get hurt. You're also putting yourself yeah. at risk. So put yourself in situations where you can excel. Less is more. Um, don't just take any show. Um, make yourself special. Make it mean something. If you want this person on a show, it has to be worth something. There's a reason why that one year when I was wrestling for Danny, I showed up. I was only on three shows all year. Yeah. And all three of those shows did very well. You can ask him. Yeah. Because you couldn't see me on every show. I wasn't going to come to every show. But the ones I was going to come to are going to mean something. So I think that would be the message. So that's called quality control. One of the problems with exclusivity in Winnipeg, it started with Candelo and Candelo didn't care. If you want to work everywhere, no problem. You just can't work for me. And he didn't sweat it. Then Ernie came in and tried to rule exclusivity with an iron fist. You have a, oh, you have a contract. (laughs) And then that was broken. Then Bobby started and that was a, that was supposed to be a free for all. But then Bobby and Ernie went head to head. Then John Newen came in and he said, I'm going to raise the bar, but you guys are only going to work for me. Fair, fair trade. Jeff Dick, same thing. Anybody who, and nobody says more about Jeff Dick than I do. And I know the story inside and out. Jeff Dick gave us more than anybody ever gave us. He gave us television. He gave us the best talent to work with. He often gave us a training center. He gave us professional photography. He gave us professional video. He gave us television. He gave us pay-per-view. What more could the guy have given us, right? So he asked for one thing, work for me. It's like McDonald's doesn't let you go work at Burger King for a good reason. You might mix up the menu. You might, you might trade secrets. It's just not allowed. So that's why exclusivity is important. The wrestlers are never going to get it because in their mind, four shows is better than two. And they're trying to do this to make money where you should, your thought process, if you take it seriously, try to do this to get better, to get the hell out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Great, right. great question, Scott. Yeah, awesome question. Moving on to number two from Lori coming in on our Instagram at Total B. She's, she says, with WrestleMania weekend coming down upon us, who leaves as the undisputed world champion, Cody or Roman? And we'll you go first. You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I always like making you own it first. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, I, in my brain, if it was me, I'd want it to be Roman, but I think it's going to be Cody. All right. I think that I think that's the only way to go. And and I keep. I mean, I read all the dirt sheets and stuff like that, and the word going around is Roman wants some time off. So uh, I'm going to say Cody. I'm going to agree with that. I I think it should be Roman. I think he to surpass that 1,000 days as world yeah. champion, he needs to beat Cody at WrestleMania. I hope that Roman does win. However, I think, um, I, I, first of all, I think the story has been booked masterfully. And uh, I think Cody leaves as the universal WWE World Heavyweight Champion. All right. It's bad, but Cody's going to win the title. I don't think WWE has the hot heel ready to take him on after, the, after he wins. Unless Roman's going to go again with him for the next cycle. Maybe Orton comes back. There's I don't talk. think I don't think there's a lot of money in Rome and Orton versus Cody, but maybe They're from it's both me- second remember, generation. They were, they were in Legacy together okay. back in 2009. If, okay. if they would have been smart and heated up L.A. Knight. So the problem is, yeah, L.A. Knight and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, the, yeah. The problem is that 
they have two hot baby faces, which is a tricky thing for a booker. I was actually going to talk about that. Sammy's cooled off a lot. Yeah, but they could, I think they could heat him up pretty fast. I think Kevin Owens has brought his game up being with Sammy. Yeah. The key is the hardest thing for a booker to do is ever to get two hot baby faces at the same time. That's why everyone talks about the magic time of rock and, and Austin, because they had two very hot baby faces and Hogan, Hogan going to WrestleMania three, Hogan and Piper were really hot. And so was Jake, but so WrestleMania four, Hogan and Savage were hot. The trick is always to try to get two really hot baby faces at the same time. WWE actually has the hot baby faces. They don't have the, they don't have the ready-made heel to make the baby faces. If Roman's taking time off, their trick should be Roman leave the, t- leave mania as champion, but don't do it like Yogozuna did with Lex Luger. Cause it killed Luger. Yeah. So you have to figure out a way for Cody actually comes out stronger. If he gets trapped and, and passes out, he comes back stronger then it, or if he gets royally screwed and does the job, if they do a count out finish and he's the winner, but he doesn't get the belt, that's really bad. But I tell you, they're going to go with Cody as the new WWE champion. It's been set in stone since he joined the company. Yeah. Bring uh, back the winged eagle. I also, that's one thing that will get him over. I also worry that Cody, if you look at his AEW run after he was eliminated from ever being in the title picture, he was no good. Once he gets the title in WWE, I think he fizzles very fast, and I don't think he's a long-term champion. People turn on him. That's what happened with AEW. People turn. He was so hot, and everybody was into it. And then it was just—it was like fruit. It was like having an avocado on the counter. One day it's good. Two minutes later, it's done. Right now, he doesn't have to carry the company. When he wins that title at Mania, he does have to carry the company, and I don't know that he's the man for it. But But how cool is it to have a Rhodes in a main event of WrestleMania? Yeah, his dad only worked one. That was number six, right? So yeah. it's pretty cool to have a Rhodes in a main event. We might be doing a, a offshoot podcast coming up, and we're going to talk about things like that if we do. But uh, I'm not going to have all sorts of useless information. I know that's why you're key to that offshoot uh, podcast. Um, so before we wrap up, there's something else you have there, Mecca, about some local shows coming. Yes, yes. absolutely. So yeah, we have a list of the promotions. I mean, maybe we should start with your promotion, Mike. When's your <laughs> <laughs> When's your debut show? Uh, what's coming up? I hear it's coming up soon. If I, I was going to talk about that today, <laughs> I was going to talk about that today too, but it's... Uh, so now you're confirming it's happening. Two weeks ago, it was 95% it was going to happen. Yep. Today, it's 50%. Oh. So something's cooled me down and I don't want to tell you what it is. Uh-oh. So, mm. yes. We'll talk about that maybe next week. Maybe for episode 50. Yes, let's do that. 50. Episode 50. That gives big me, things happening, episode 50. Yeah, gives 5-0 me, is a big number. Gives me two weeks to decide if I'm in or out. I'm probably 50-50. Hey, listen, 50-50, episode 50. You're six years away from 50. 50. There's a <laughs> yeah. lot of good things happening. Yeah, 50 is a big week. All right, so what, what shows are coming up? So a lot of big shows coming up, of course. We're um, talking Winnipeg now. We're not course, talking about all of Canada because we'd be Winnipeg, here for hours. Yep. I mean, uh, Primo's just came off of a bunch of shows here, but they have some good names coming up. They have Trent Seven. From NXT UK, one half of a tag team with Tyler Bate, Mustache Mountain. If anybody has ever seen Trent Seven, and maybe, you know, I kind of pay attention to this because I watch wrestling a little bit differently. I notice all these little things. This guy is an unbelievable talent. So, great name. If you get, you know, that's a show I might have to go check out. So, they're going to do a meet and greet package if when they get him? 
I hope it comes to fruition because unfortunately with primos, they have had problems in the past with certain certain individuals. This guy seems like he's almost too good to be true, so I hope it happens. And where would he be flying in from? I guess Florida, I guess, because I he's assume. probably still in Florida when hmm. he got let go from WWE. Yeah, yeah, Trent Seven, good job by Graham Keem to think outside of the box and, and get a name that makes people go, ooh, that's a good job. Yeah, and you know, I, and I don't know what the date is on that show. And uh, he also has Kazarian, I think, Kazarian in May. Kazarian in May. So check out Primo's Wrestling on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. They'll have all the details there. Of course, CWE, big show this weekend. Winnipeg, Eric Rowan, more famous than Scott Steiner. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are insane. No. You guys pop pills or I'm something. Just joking. <laughs> but March 31st. You, you guys are Percocet addicts. March 31st. Big show with Eric Rowan for Canadian Wrestling's Elite. Again, check them out on their socials, Canadian Wrestling's Elite. Uh, and then our friends, uh, WPW. Of course, we've talked about their show, Battle at the Museum. Good luck buying a ticket. Yeah, good luck buying a ticket. Well, I think they're running some um, some uh, contests where you can win tickets. Yeah. Again, sponsored by 92 City FM. So listen to 92 City FM, and uh, there's opportunity to win some tickets there. But if you haven't been to a WPW show, again, went to my first last month. Very, very impressed. It's one of these things you cannot miss. If you've never been to a local wrestling show, this is one you got to go to. Are you busy on April 8th? I don't think so, because April 7th is my wife's birthday. So, so you are busy or you're not? You're April not. 8th, I should be okay. Yeah. Okay, well, if you want to go, let me know. Or, I thought we were going to make a night out of it. Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll see yeah. Scotty yeah. at the PAL. Just, yeah. just, just one drink. Dress up like uh, art snobs. Yeah. Is that what people I do? am no, not I dressing up as an art snob. Why not? Because I would look like an asshole. Not that art snobs are assholes, Whoa. but me trying to dress Just like one. No, here. me trying to dress like one, I would look like an asshole. I'd like to see that. No, okay. it ain't happening. Okay, if you want to see Mike Davidson dress up as an art snob, go and send us an, a message well, on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, and maybe I'll do it if yeah, we get to a thousand go. subscribers. Send us a message. And then okay. finally, our friends uh, at 3D Pro Wrestling yeah. are yeah. running the No Ring Show this Thursday night at the Pyramid. With a bunch of guys on there, I, like some. Are guys you trying are, to fire me up? No, I okay. Well, he, so people think I'm sexy, Eddie. Yeah. So That's let me the say most something. I saw, guy. I saw something on social media today where the guy said somebody, an old promoter in brackets, is trying to cost me money. What are you causing heat with AJ I, Sanchez? Does he mean me? <laughs> does he mean me? Because if he does, I haven't well, you're tried before to, today. I think he works for CBC. I didn't try to get him fired at CBC, so I didn't cost him money there. I don't know if he's selling something on Kijiji and I interfered with the process. I didn't cost him money there. And much to people's chagrin, I have not interfered with that show. In fact, every week since we've talked about it, I don't endorse that show. I will not be caught dead in that building. No Me ring either. means no Mike Davidson. But... Any fan that wants to go to that show, please take a picture. Please tell me how the attendance is. Please tell me with the quality. Please tell me your experience. And I will gladly share it on social media. And we should mention, you reached out. And I asked Shane to come on. And he asked the promoter, hey, I'd like you to come on, talk about the show. Yeah. Maybe we're missing something. Well, it was a week after he buried it, too. Well, yeah, but still. What better way for you to combat what I've said no, than come I, on and I, say. I agree, but yeah. I'm saying from his point of view. He was buried well, in he people, also so then, he's a little well, bit then, hey, perhaps. why yeah. don't you stick up for your promotion yeah. and come on the show yeah. and talk about it? Maybe put us in our place. Be. Maybe we're missing something. Yeah, and right? he went on the Grainmaker podcast right after. Congratulations to Blair. He, he does great work. He mm. tries hard. You know, he, he gets some great guests. He had Sexy Eddie on. I don't care if 3D runs this show. 
I don't care if it goes bad or good. If you're a fan and you want to check it out, please send me a picture. Tell me what you thought. And if I, Dave Cote, one of my favorite fans, said I'd probably give it a try. Great. I want everybody who wants to try to go buy or wants to yeah. take it in. We're not telling you the don't ticket. go. We're just telling you we yeah. won't be there. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, it's not my cup of tea, but by all means go. So let me say something. If you were talking about me, what Stefan Richard, I think he goes by on social media. If you're talking, if somebody has worked you up thinking I'm messing around, blow it out your ass. I have better, I have no time to do that. And secondly, I want things like this happening because it gives me more to talk about on my podcast for crying out loud. He's getting fired up. So it's just, piping use on. your logic when you believe these this bullshit. Like I use the logic about the Montreal Screwjob and CM Punk. If you're going to be a conspiracy theorist, base your conspiracy in reality. He's hotter than a Nashville no, hot I'm Big not. Mary. I'm happy. <laughs> Couldn't be happier. So that's what's coming up. There's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good stuff coming up in Winnipeg here. So get to your local, support your local independent wrestling. And promotion. happy birthday to me. Happy Two weeks birthday, to 50. Mike. Enjoy WrestleMania. Talk to you next week. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. Well, you'd think I'd rather be sweating on a dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, I love to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post and the rumper bumper butt butt delivered by the ice man. The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gardy, but what I like the most is Kerry delivering the iron claw as only the Vaughn Eric's can. Well, the boss called again, said it's time and a half. You'll come in tonight, and I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, my girlfriend called, and friends, she could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was hassling. Really hassling. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, honey, if we have a date, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Kevin Von Eric, when he's really high and flying, I like to see Ric Flair, but he's out there strutting. Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. Well, I wouldn't miss this for a dozen girls, and I wouldn't miss this for nothing. I said, honey, I hope you ain't hurt. She said, I'm putting on my wrestling shirt. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, last night I dreamed my life was over. There was golden streets and fields of clover and the lights, they were dazzling. I looked for old St. Peter at the pearly gates. I found a note that said, I won't be too late. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. There's gentleman Chris Adams with his super kick in place. Young Mike Von Erich with his own iron claw. And I'll never forget the classic matches of the 70s and 80s. 
two champion Harley Race and David Von Erich. St. Peter told me as he let me in, from now on every Monday and Friday, Glenn, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Boy, if I'd known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bought those advanced tickets. By the way, St. Pete, are you sure these wings will fit in a ringside seat? Is Fritz coming up here anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs>